Lights, camera, action. Hello and welcome to the final of Movie Madness Season 2 in association with Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Keenan Bonner, Jack Harper and Sean Shute. Today we'll be crowning the best action film since 1990. It's come down to this, the final four, Gladiator, Deadpool, Training Day and Kill Bill. If we take a quick look back and see how we got here, Champions League draw style. Um, <laughs> Gladiator then. Defeated Point Break 8-6 in round one, one of the best episodes of the bracket, even knowing who's gone through. Good one to go back and check out. It then defeated Man on Fire 10-0, the only whitewash so far of the bracket, and it still hurts me seeing that. Um, <laughs> that that's that's then, an, awful, an awful start, isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah, that's yeah, a I know. great film. Um, defeated uh, the Dark Knight 8-5 in round three, now faces Deadpool in the semi-finals. Deadpool's run then. Defeated John Wick 7-5 in round one. Defeated 309-5 in round two. Defeated Casino Royale 9-4 in round three. And now faces Gladiator. So it's really pulverised most of the That's a tough run. <clears throat> That's been a tough run. <clears throat> it is. Um, trading day. So defeated Mission Impossible Fallout 6-5 in round one. Defeated Diab with a Vengeance 6-4 in round two. Defeated Terminator 2 8-5 in round three and now faces Kill Bill in the semi-finals. And then Kill Bill defeated Speed 7-6 in round one, one of the closest matchups we've had. Um, actually, I don't even think it defeated it. I'm pretty sure from memory it came down to uh, the preference at the end, yeah. just from memory. Uh, defeated The Matrix 7-3 in round two, Inception 8-5 in round three, and now faces Training Day in the semi-finals. So, Keenan, um, you've probably been the most vocal critic this season. Um, of the 32 films plus wild cards that we've covered, I believe you disliked or at least weren't satisfied with Mad Max, Crank, Taken, Dread, Crouching Tiger, Minority Report and The Matrix. Um, In fairness, I think you've gone over the top there. Trade it, Taken, I said I liked the film. I just said Liam and Neeson's a fucking terrible actor. <laughs> You said, you said you, you, I can go back. You said of the films that we that we've covered during both brackets, no film felt longer to you than Taken, which is an hour and twenty eight minutes long. I definitely didn't say that. Yes, you did. It comes out with all of these claims, and I don't like never back down. I get absolutely slaughtered. I get. Well, that's I get Keenan, usually, usually, if he doesn't like it. He take, when we just Shaun of the Dead, he said, I said, Keenan, what were your thoughts? And he said, just go past me because I don't want to ruin the podcast. I have nothing you know, good I, to say about it. I wanted that smoke. I, I was yeah. calling for the smoke. Hey, I I'll never tell anyone not to give it, but we actually hadn't even gone through the trivia at that point. My issue with Taken, sorry, my issue with Taken was the fact that Liam Neeson can't hold a conversation in the film. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't want to hold a conversation. Well, he has about he has about eighteen of them, and they are all fucking diabolical. <laughs> the person he speaks most to is Marco. 
<laughs> it's it's awful. Um, well, Keenan, I do see so the action. Scenes. What is your dog film of the brackets? So I narrowed it down to two. We're getting a graphic One. for this and everything. Oh, yes. nice. Thank you. Can we keep this forever? I like having my yeah, award. Yeah, yeah. It's yep. a bit of an ego boost. Um, I've narrowed it down to two, basically. And I was, I was tempted to give you a serious, like an answer that I knew would just annoy Byron. But I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> but I couldn't do it to myself. The, the, so the dog film with a bracket, the film that I will, am least likely to ever watch again is Mad Max. What was the reason you went for Mad Max over the possible option? Honestly, Sean, I fucking hate Mad Max so much. <laughs> <laughs> From beginning to end. Well, I remember um, the, the, it, was the, it was the second week of the bracket, wasn't it? Because it was Keelan's first week because he missed the raid Dark Knight. I um, did. And we agreed um, that we were going to press play at the same time so we could uh, go back and forth while watching it. After about 20 minutes, we were both, this hasn't got any better than the first time I watched it. And then about two hours, it was like, Jesus Christ, how long are these films left? I don't, I'm actually, I must be the issue with this. Because when you, when you have a look like at like the critics and everything, and like people are like, this is one of the best action films of the 21st century. And I actually can't reconcile that in my head in any way, shape or form. It's one of the worst films I've watched in the last 12 months. The worrying thing about the films I've just led off here is going in, there was at least the possibility that you might like some of these. Like, they, on paper, were ones you'd like. When we look at the next bracket and we'll reveal those films <laughs> later, there's like enough of them already that it's just immediately like, yeah, we'll just write that one off. I swear, I swear to God. And it could be interesting for the bracket because if it comes down to your votes... I'm fairly, I'm fairly objective though. Like, yeah, but I will, preference is the tiebreaker. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, I, I swear the ones, the films that you told me we had to include, I reckon sixty percent of you did it because you knew I'd hate it. No, <laughs> we, we will slide on though because in similar fashion, I'll ask uh, the rest of you, uh, Jack. I want to ask you um, which film you dislike the most. Um, so, Sean. Of the 32 films plus wild cards that we did, which film did you dislike the most? Uh, I mean, it's probably, it's either Mad Max or Crank. Again. Um, yeah. Probably though, I'll probably give it to Mad, I'll give it to Mad Max on the basis that I think that that was longer. And so it, it or it felt longer, at least even if it wasn't actually longer. Um, it is. Yeah. Where I never back down, and I'm assuming Jack, that is your uh, pick of the one you dislike the most. It was close, There's at least things yeah. in Never Back Down where I'm like, I don't see how you couldn't enjoy that scene with Crank. From an objective point of view, I can quite clearly see why some people wouldn't like it. And in hindsight, I did mean to pick the second one. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> ideal either. Well, the thing is, the first one's put me off that much. I'm never watching number two. So I can't see how Crank Two is any better. <laughs> I actually don't understand it. It's just taken up a notch. Um, well, we need the second one to pick up so that I can get my sequel um, greenlit. Hmm. Um, but Jack, what what ran it closest for you? Was it Crank? I think it was, probably. Yeah. Um, but nothing came close. Nothing quite came close. I, I literally, it was painful watching it. Well, Jack, if we stick with you, which film were you the most pleasantly surprised by? 
whether it was a rewatch that had aged well or whether it was a film you hadn't seen before? I think Point Break, because there's so much hype around it and everyone says it's one of those films that you must see. It's kind of cult. I've Almost like Keenan's where you're put off by the hype that you automatically think it's not going to live up to it. But this one did and more. Um, it was also cool seeing Keanu in his quarterback days of just yeah. like... Johnny Utah. Yeah, Johnny Utah. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was just a great film. It was awesome. I, I agree with you. Um, with that I like being... the lawnmower as well. The lawnmower yeah. is the creative weaponry. That was one of my favourite films. <laughs> the, the one that ran it closest to me was probably The Fugitive. Um, and what ruined that for me was the ending. I said at the time I'd like to see the villain gaze come up and... Mm. But Point Break, like you, I was convinced I wasn't <laughs> going to like it, and then really did. Um, Sean, what about you? Um, <clears throat> yeah, mine are probably... <clears throat> oh, well, COVID there, yeah. have you? This coughing. <clears throat> no, sorry, I'm trying to get rid of it. Um, I think... So we're on about, like, on a, in a positive light, rather than, like, if it... Yeah, yeah. Pleasantly, really su- well, yeah. pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably the same as you, to be fair. Like, fu- Fugitive... Um, I, was, I, I still need to see the sequel of it. What's the sequel again? It's, it's good. It's um, US, US Marshals. Marshals. US Marshals. That's it. Yeah. So I need. It's need Wesley to Snipes. Um, yeah. Pro- probably Fugitive, and then, um, yeah. That, and then I guess I'd, I'd probably maybe I'd put Training Day in there as well because again that was one of those films that I'd, I'd obviously heard of and and seen the lines mm-hmm. that in the memes that from Denzel, but never yeah. actually watched it. Um, so yeah, put both of those two. The sequel is literally um, the exact same film, just with Tommy Lee Jones and Wesley Snipes this time. Okay. Like literally the exact same film, but still good. <laughs> uh, Keenan, what about you before we uh, make our pitches to the studio? The Raid. I've never seen it before. I'd heard really good things. And I told you how much I loved it, didn't I? Yeah. I said it on, you the pod, on that pod. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, sorry. You're right. I wasn't off. I keep forgetting. I couldn't remember which one I missed, but I didn't get to say it on the pod, but I said to Byron. Yeah how good I actually thought it was. I thought it was yeah, I thought it was fucking brilliant. From... With you on the pod, did we, did we take Keenan's votes into account? No, we didn't. No. No. We're keen on the pod. The raid could have beat the Dark Knight. Yeah. Maybe. No, I said, this. It was, it was Jack's first episode, and if you go back, you can audibly hear him when it's getting close down the stretch, celebrating the points that the Dark Knight picks up. <laughs> There's one that I think is like best soundtrack, and you hear him go, yes. <laughs> So what we've done next then, um, and we did this on a Monday podcast before for anyone that does listen to the crossover. And at that time, I think we were listening to Alex try and talk about some of these sports that are god awful. And so we said that he had to sell the sport in 60 seconds to us. And we did this with other sports from then on. So what I've done here is put everyone's uh, names in order as I've in the intro spun the wheel of fortune to see which film it spits out and then you've got to pitch that film as if you're stalking to the studio back in whatever year it was trying to get it done um obviously i did have the beauty of hindsight in this one so i do know the film i've got in this case um i've got kill bill keenan you've got training day sean you've got deadpool and jack you've got gladiator um Do you want me to kick things off? As I've, uh, yeah, go on. You've had the longest to prepare. Preparation time. <laughs> uh, let me just get in the zone a minute. I need to get my acting chops on because uh, this I'm still is a not bit really of sure a, what we're doing here. What, what we should have, Sean. Sean, you've got to sit in. Pretend you're in 
a boardroom and you've got everything in place for Deadpool and you've got to convince the studio to have it. So you've got to say, look, look I've got Ryan Reynolds here. We're going to do the first R-rated superhero movie. Right. Okay. Okay, got you. <clears throat> this cat. Christ. What we should have done is me try and sell Never Back Down and Keenan try and sell Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Hmm. Thank you for giving me some of your time today. I do uh, really appreciate it. What I first want to tell you is this is a film all about female empowerment. The lead role is played by Uma Thurman, not her Keenan. That's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, the one with the dodgy candles. Think more badass character. Not her, Sean. That's Charlize Theron you're thinking of. Uh, she's working on that superhero film with uh, Will Smith at the moment. Um, not her either, Jack. That's Leslie Mann. Um, I don't think she's serious enough. By the way, do you think, Keenan, do you think she's attractive? Um, I think she perfectly kind of represents that middle ground that we're talking about fact. here. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Leslie Mann. Uh, oh, she represents that perfect kind of middle ground. Just a little something there. So back on track then, sorry. Uma Thurman, the one from that excellent Batman film. Yeah, Keenan, you're correct. Poison <laughs> Ivy she played. And bear with me here. She's shot in the head to open the film, and I didn't even mention yet she's pregnant. But anyway, <laughs> she goes on a revenge tour. We're going to die now on every Japanese martial arts stereotype, but <clears> slightly <throat> tweak it to Americanize it a little. And I'm aware I can't put the N-word in this one, so uh, we'll leave that one to the side. So anyway, what do you think? Before I go, Keenan, uh, the Hilton called. I know we put Amber Heard up there for that. Mandy Lane film we're pitching. They're saying something about dirty bed sheets. Uh, I said you'd call them back. So uh, anyway, let me know what you think. Kill Bill. It's going to be the summer blockbuster. Get back to me. Nice. Uh, fair play. That was good. Mine's I want you good. to know, in the nylon decade I've known you, I don't think I've ever hated you more than listening to that. <laughs> GCSE drama C. I've got there. It, Just, uh, it shows. with a C. Your fi- your fi- the fifty percent in the exam shows there, mate. Yeah, don't worry. Well, in person, I could have been a bit more interactive, but um, there we go. Um, Keenan, we'll go to you next. So you've got sixty seconds to pitch a training day to us. Yeah, I probably should have fucking shut my mouth until I've done this, did not I? <clears throat> go. It's Denzel playing a streetwise cop. We're gonna throw in Snoop Dogg exhibit. We've even got Terry Crews to come in and do a little cameo. He's going to ride around the streets of LA in the Coupe de Ville. It's Cadillac, but I can't remember if it's Coupe de Ville. We haven't made that up. It's just going to be one of the best films you'll ever see. I will sell it to you solely on Denzel. You give me Ethan Hawke, I'll green light it right now. <laughs> what, we, what we're trying to find is we're trying to find any middle of the road white actor to play opposite him. If you want Ethan Hawke, I'll give you Ethan Hawke. I mean, for in all honesty, for for the way for the part, I can just go and pick someone off the street if you would like, and we can do it. We can do it for less than a seven-figure check. It's your choice. If you want to spend the money, we'll spend the money. If you want to go bigger on the effects and pay Denzel a little bit more because he's worth every penny, we'll do that. Let me know. Incredibly disrespectful to Ethan Hawke, <laughs> Oscar nominee. Uh, Sean, didn't it just get nominated for an Oscar? Sorry, who? Didn't a dog get nominated for an Oscar when they did The Artist? Well, it certainly wouldn't have been for Best Supporting Actor. I'll tell you who would have been a better Ethan Hawke is Paul Walker back in the day. Yeah, that yeah was, I'll, that, I'll give you that. Yeah. Too much for a pretty boy. 
I don't think so. <clears throat> but that's what you Paul need for that role. Paul Walker hasn't seen things the way Ethan Hawke has. I don't Ethan understand Hawke. you all. I genuinely Ethan am Hawke. mystified. You tell me he OD'd 10 years ago. I believe you. Oh, well, so on that basis, you want to throw Macaulay Culkin in there, do you? I think, I think that could work. You may have just unearthed something here. But Sean, 60 seconds, pitch us Deadpool. All right, Deadpool. You got Ryan Reynolds, the actor with the most range I think I've ever seen. You've got Ted, you've got The Changer, you've got Safe House. Now you've got comedy and superhero film. You've never seen that before. This will be the first version of it. And to top that off, there's also a crossover with the greatest superhero franchise of all time in X-Men. X-Men 2 is a little side part, the best superhero film ever made. So we've got X-Men, we've got Ryan Reynolds, we've got comedy, and we've also got Latinas in there as well. What more could you want? And that's, that's me done. I don't need to tell you anymore. <laughs> so the worst part about all that is, I'm booking the movie if I'm in the studio. <laughs> If he turns up and gives me that, I'm booking it. I'm booking it over. <laughs> what did the what was the Latino part? The sealer? <laughs> I don't know. But I think that's partly what sold it to me. I needed something to round off the sentence, and that was that was the only bit I had left. Are there Latinos in that film? I've got you thinking about it though, haven't I? <laughs> and that was the plan. It's a good, it's a good answer, that, but I genuinely am not sure if there is. <laughs> also, was Ryan Reynolds in Ted? Yeah, yeah. He was the boyfriend, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he plays Patrick Orbison's fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 With you, with you. Uh, All right, Jack, nice if nice. you can uh, you sell Gladiator to us. So, Gladiator, we've got Russell Crowe doing Russell Crowe things. We have got a from peace epic here. It starts out, we've got Romans versus the Barbarians in Germany or somewhere like that. It doesn't matter. It's chaos. It's brilliant. There's oil vats being thrown around and lighting on fire. But that's not even the best bit. The best bit is this. You've got Wacky and Phoenix playing this evil son of the emperor. And basically, Russell Crowe, he is chosen to be the next emperor, but then gets um, it, then the emperor gets killed by Wacky and Phoenix. There you've got a story. He then races home because he knows what's going to happen. His whole family have been killed and burnt and hanged. And then they try and kill him. But then he gets sold into slavery. And then what he thinks he's going to do, he's going to become a gladiator, yes. And it's just absolute powerhouse Russell Crowe, hacking off heads, limbs, you name it, in a coliseum, first of its kind as well. Um, you're going to see some of the best fight scenes you're going to see with the swords in a film. And it all culminates in him rising to the top of this gladiatorial chain of uh, food chain. That's what the word I was looking for. And it is a final showdown between the Emperor's evil son and Russell Crowe, a fight to the death for revenge. Good night. They don't need to see the film now. You're all sorted. Oh, I've sorted to him. You have? Yeah. You have. Yeah. Give him royalties uh, for that. I don't know why Keenan was only negative towards me, but uh, I'll take that as just coming with the territory. I don't know either, mate. I'll it be was honest. A perform- mine was a performance piece. I saw a chance and I took it. Anyway, now is the time that you may have been waiting for. Now is where I will confirm to you 
the finalists of Movie Madness Season 2. Drum roll, please. Without a drum roll. You'll mess up the mic. So, Gladiator against Deadpool. Sean, actually, if we uh, go back to you again, uh, do you have a prediction for us this week? Not this again. How how am I ever going to get this right? You might do. Very unlikely, but... uh, Well, just tell me if it's close. It's close. Okay. I'll go for 7-5, and I'll go to Deadpool. It was 7-5 to Gladiator. Oh. So I can take you through the categories. So uh, in terms of preference, it was a tie. Uh, Deadpool won the rewatchability vote. And then Gladiator goes on a bit of a streak. It wins best quote, best moments, MVP, and most menacing villain. Uh, side character and action per minute both go to Deadpool. Uh, kill count goes to Gladiator. Most creative use of weaponry goes to Deadpool. It's a tie for soundtrack. Uh, originality goes to Deadpool. Impact and ending goes to Gladiator. And chemistry is a tie, meaning a 7-5 win. Or Gladiator. Can't argue Just with take, it. I'll take you to the other semi-final then. So we have Training Day against Kill Bill. Just get the score in front of me. Rather than have to count again. There we go. Uh, Sean, uh, Jack, I'll ask you this time. Jack, <laughs> give us a prediction for uh, the final score here. Um, I'm going to go... Six. Shit, how many? There's nine, isn't there? Six. It's out of fifty. It's out of fifteen, but uh, that doesn't account for ties and things. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll go for six. It would be six all, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't. Oh my god, my brain's fried. I'm going. Just give five. us a score. Seven five. And a winner. Works. Which winner? <clears throat> Kill Bill. All right, you did get the winner correct. Kill Bill does advance to the final. I've just seen Keenan sit up in shock there. Um, it was 7-6. It was 7-6 to Kill Bill. Um, so training day comes out hot. It wins uh, preference, it wins rewatchability, and it wins best quote. Best moment slash scene with a tie. Um so, Keenan, one of your votes there going to the crazy 88 scene. Uh, I could have worked against. <laughs> no, no, Joe, gen- genuinely, all thing aside, I changed my mind on this because I, I, I've changed my it's mind. Too late now, like 18... No, I know, but no, no, no. I mean, between because last week, obviously, we did last scene standing and training day yeah. one that. And I've gone back and forth between these two scenes about 18 times. Like it took me forever to send Byron an answer the other night because I just couldn't couldn't work out which one I enjoy more, and I settled on the eighty eight scene basically because more people die, and now I well, it, now I feel bad. Well, it was a tie, so if your vote had gone the other way, then that would have taken it to a yes. tie overall and training. They would have won the preference. Uh, yes, yeah, vote, I'd already so. I'd already figured that bit out, mate. Didn't, didn't there we go. Complete that. MVP went to Kill Bill. Most menacing villain was a tie. Uh, Best side character went to Kill Bill. Action per minute went to Kill Bill. Kill count went to Kill Bill. 
most creative use of weaponry went to Kill Bill. Uh, best soundtrack went to Trading Day. Originality and impact went to Kill Bill. Uh, ending and chemistry went to Trading Day. So right down to the wire, and it does give a nice style clash in a Gladiator against Kill Bill final. That is a powerhouse final, to be fair, of just pure I'm, action. I'm bitterly disappointed. I've got to be honest. I'm Wedding Crashers myself. went out in the semis last year as well. Oh, no. Uh, last season. Yeah, last year. You you build um, my hopes up every time. Hey, if it was just down to preference, it'd be the bracket would be a lot easier. That's true. Um, so there we have that. What I'll do now is, if I load it up, then we do have our awards to go through before we crown the winner. Um, so I'm just getting the results up before I take you through the nominees of each one. Uh, how this works, set up a survey, eight options for each. Uh, all of us put one to eight in order. And so an answer was scored that the number one would get eight points. The eighth ranked one gets one point and it's uh, scored like that. So sorry about this. All right. I'm in. So if we start with MVP male, then. Um, this thing? Right. MVP male then so the options we had were maximus um was voted 62nd in the top 100 characters uh, from 2000 2009 on rotten tomatoes um john wick uh, an interesting bit of trivia here for you john wick has a body count of 306 people now across three movies which is more than jason Voorhees and michael myers combined in all of their films their combined body count is 297 so uh, John Wick does at least have uh, the bonus of an pistol. Um, Rama from the raid, who I feel warranted a mention just for climbing up uh, 29 flights of stairs. Um, <laughs> Neo from the Matrix uh, inspired a small community to start wearing small black sunglasses and leather jackets. Um, Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise doing Tom Cruise things, as we've said. I mean, he did his own stunt, jumped on that plane, gets a nomination there. King Leonidas, um, did you know, reaching back centuries, Leonidas and his family claim to be descended from the mythical Heracles or Hercules, as he's uh, more commonly known. So maybe that's where he got his decision making from. Uh, Brian Mills, one uh, owner of one of the greatest ever movie quotes and probably the greatest ever movie film call. Um, and finally, Alonzo from Trading Day, who was voted 66th in the same top 100 characters, 2000, 2009. Uh, just thought it's worth mentioning, Keenan, that um, Napoleon Dynamite was 39th on the same list. Mm-hmm. Who's number one on the list then? Uh, it was, I think it was Ron Burgundy. Yeah, but exactly. If, don't add me, if it don't add me with that list. If it wasn't him, then he was, he was certainly <laughs> near the top. Um, You've just invalidated your own point. <laughs> hey, just giving you a bit of trivia. Um, no. Okay, so the winner here then, despite being eliminated in round one, was John Wick picking up that body count. Don't look at me. John Wick. <clears throat> I mean, that is an insane body count. We all took that. He has a gun. That, that was across insane. three films, in fairness. Um, uh, if I mean, uh, Rama has been robbed. Uh, Rama was top until Keenan voted, if that tells you anything you uh, uh my assumption would be the two at the bottom of our screen here the uh, john wick fans 
probably had him high enough in their lists that uh, he did take the top spot with 23 points. Um, I don't think Rama, he was my number one, you know. Well, Rama and uh, Brian Mills were joint second on 21. So yeah. uh, there we oh, go. fucking idiot, Brian Mills got nothing from me. I know that much. <laughs> I was just saying earlier, you like the film, so. What, Taken? Yeah. I do like the film. He's fucking terrible, isn't it? I've, I've maintained that bit from the jump. I don't see how you can like take it and like Brian Mills. If you don't, Keenan, who's a who's a better Brian Mills? Who would you be casting? (laughs) Fucking anyone, but I would go and get a broomstick and put a coat on it. It would hold the same level of conversation. Cruz can do that job. job. He basically does. No, he's too short. He'll never go back. Are we are we saying David Spade for this? No, God no. No. It would actually be worse. Um, In answer to your question, shoot. The violence in it is phenomenal. Like that fight in the fight in the kitchen and the bit where he's with the French bloke and he shoots him in the leg. Great, yeah. great scenes. <laughs> the daughter's awful running and <laughs> overall ridiculous performance. Yeah. And him when he his monologues, when he's looking straight at a camera or at an object, are great. The I will find you, I will kill you monologue is fantastic. My big issue with it is as soon as they introduce a secondary character for him to hold a conversation with, it's like he has never met another person before. <laughs> Which, given that he's fathered a child, not impossible, but we'll say improbable, especially <laughs> is that is that much of a part of his life. Um, uh, he cannot yeah. hold a conversation. We'll have to move on. So, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I could do this. Rama, all I do feel like Rama got robbed. Shout out Rama. Next. Unbelievable. Next, we have our uh, female MVP, the nominees here, Sid from Bad Boys 2, the man to charm, Mike Lowry, Annie from Speed, Sandra Bullock's breakout role, uh, Queen Gorgo from 300, um, couldn't quite avenge Leonidas, but did her best, uh, Vesper Lind, um, can't win in Sean's eyes as she didn't die, but did vote Maximus as MVP last week, um, Anderson from Dread, Dark Horse Pickier, toughest first day at work since Jake Hoyt. Um, Rita from Edge of Tomorrow, returned from the dead to be with Tom Cruise. And they people doubt Scientology. Ariadne from Inception, the architect, charmed Leo simply by not assuming he killed his wife. Um, low bar for uh, Leo in this film. <laughs> Um, and finally, the bride from Kill Bill, the highest body count of this list, um, and regained use of her legs quicker than Professor X, who literally can move things with his mind. So uh, props to her. The winner here, unsurprisingly, I feel, is the bride from Kill Bill. Um, fairly fitting unanimous, well, 20, really. 27 points. Pardon? You say fitting, seeing she's in the final. Exactly, yeah. Um so we got a finalist for a female MVP and a first round exit for a MVP of the male side. Um, Annie from Speed was tied with Rita from Edge Tomorrow in uh, second place and quite unanimously bottom of the pile was uh, the Queen from 300. Bottom of the pile in the male MVP list was uh, Neo from The Matrix followed what? by Alonzo. Wow. Um, if we move on then, most menacing villain uh Commodus, uh, Mr. Merciful, as he calls himself, the Joker, uh, the most sought after villain in American film history, a study reported this week. They say the American public have a an almost infatuation with the Joker and put him in anything, they'll watch it. 
the T-1000, the seemingly instructable being, indestructible being, um, at least he didn't kill the dog, is I think what has perhaps spared him from being top of the menacing list. He uh, does kills the parents, but leaves the dog, so Alex would be sound with him. Um, Solomon Lane gets by really just by having a great villainous voice. Um, so great name as well. Yeah. Um, Ryan McCarthy <laughs> dated Amber Heard and lived to tell the tale. <laughs> Probably what got him into MMA. Just had the he's, a, he's a strong one. He's a survivor. Yeah. Um, Caster Troy um, killed Sean Archer's son and then <laughs> got with his wife. <laughs> Absolute menace of a bloke. <laughs> and gloated about it, about, about killing his son and shagging his wife right to his face. Yeah, I've messaged Keenan a couple of times randomly now, just saying, how's your dead son, Sean? Um, Le Chief, lethal with a rope. Um, if a dodgy eye is uh, the next tick on the list of being a menacing villain, Hollywood could be next for me. So uh, may not be hosting the uh, next podcast. And finally, Mad Dog, um, the Carlos Tevez of movie villains with that bulldog-like approach. <laughs> Winner then, Commodus from Gladiator took the top spot Whoa. here. What the, is Joker came, the Joker came oh, in second really? place. How is the Joker uh, not our unanimous winner? Well, I mean, people are acting shocked as if we didn't all vote, by the way. Oh, so yes. it's like a, a little, it's a collaborative. It's just a little rat. See how I've said this. Well, the jump. as the graphics on. Uh, was, it, was it just us the, that voted or was it sent out? Just us four. Right, okay. Um, unfortunately, Ryan McCarthy did come in last place on this vote. Um, Solomon Lane, a close second. Um, and the Joker and T-1000 mm-hmm. were second and third place uh, on that list. Best ending. I want a recount. Well, I've done by computer, so don't can't even blame my maths. Uh, best ending. Terminator 2 with a uh, big game of the floor is lava. Uh, Casino Royale. Vespa Lynn snakes bond and then expects sympathy because she dies. Um <laughs> Man on fire, Creasy saves the day. Gladiator, Maximus sees his family again through those fields of wheat. Um, Inception, would it have been a better ending if it was a Beyblade spinning rather than that spinning top? You decide. Someone tells him, let it rip. (laughs) Exactly. Training day. Um, Not sure how Alonso didn't clock the most Russian-looking woman ever next to him at the traffic lights when you're on the run from Russians. You see here alongside you, probably don't sit there chilling out, but uh, he was a broken man by that point. Point break, proving again that heavy rain does make everything better and more dramatic. And finally, enemy of the state, carnage at the back of the deli. Um, The winner here for best ending by a one-point margin was Terminator 2. Just sorry to stop you. I just had a thought that it's not going to go away. So I might as well actually before I do actually do do. Okay. Did we completely skip the equaliser in the MVP? Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, Denzel no. was uh, already in there. So, hmm. um, no, fair enough. Terminator Two comes out on top. <laughs> Training Day and Point Break are tied for second place. Um, only one point behind them. So. Uh, the ultimate sacrifice by the Terminator that turns out in the following five films to obviously not be a worthy sacrifice uh, really won the day. Um, originality then. Uh, crank, just pure madness, regardless of what you think about it. Uh, 
Oh, face off. I did write down. How's your dead son, Sean? Um, <laughs> Inception, folding buildings and dreams within dreams. The Matrix, very odd, particularly for the time. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, the lesson about those jumps, the better, particularly <laughs> that end scene. Um, 300, a comic book war film. Deadpool, an R-rated comic book movie. An enemy of states with the message that technology is the enemy. The winner, you... The, the widest margin, actually, was Inception. Um, took 10 years of Christopher Nolan's life, and I'm sure this is the award he was hoping for when he put it all together. <laughs> uh, best side character, then. So we have Zeus from Die Hard 3. Uh, he may claim race, racism if he doesn't win, so uh, careful there, going by what he says in Die Hard 3. Uh, Captain Howard... Uh, from Bad Boys 2, uh, Joey Pants, if uh, Keenan or Sean give him a If he doesn't win, if he doesn't win, Do- I'll leave the pod. Dopinder, the uh, lovable taxi driver with a ruthless streak. Uh, Hattori Hanzo, Keenan's boy, producer of the best swords since Excalibur. Excalibur. Eames for Inception, uh, dream a little bigger, he says, as he pulls out a rocket launcher. Benji Dunn from Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise's right hand man. Cosmo Renfro from The Fugitive, Joey Pants times two. And finally, Pappas from Point Break, which is Gary Busey doing <laughs> Gary Busey. Um, you're going to be disappointed, Sean. Dopinda from Deadpool took oh, the top wow. spot here with the 26 points. Second place was Zeus from Die Hard. Perhaps the thinking from people that didn't have him higher was that he was more of a main character, but we'll leave that to them. Are you going to cut off now Sean or I don't, I don't know did that, did this, where did where did Joey Pants come uh, third place for Captain Howard and uh, fifth place for Cosmo um, <laughs> so dejected he's not yeah. happy about it at all don't, don't look like anyone's happy not gone how I wanted them to go <laughs> they were the final four really <laughs> best chemistry we've got Batman and the Joker Terminator Ooh. and John Connor Johnny Utah and Bodie Creasy and Lupita, Lupita, um, McLean and Zeus, Sean Archer and Castor Troy, Cobb and Mal, and Burnett and Lowry. My Lowry. He was the winner there with uh, Burnett uh, in first place. Second place was uh, McLean and Zeus. Third place was uh, Johnny Utah and Bodie. First, first category for best name, Johnny Utah. Yeah. Action per minute. Um, sorry, Johnny Utah sounds like if Pro Evo did Madden and they had to do one of their <laughs> names. <laughs> Instead of Johnny Manziel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, action per minute. You got Crank, The Raid, 300, Mad Max. Shudders down my spine as I say that. John Wick, The Fugitive, Face Off, and Speed. And the winner there was The Raid. Um, unsurprisingly there was a lot of the John Wick there and 300 came in third place but Rama at least does pick up an award um, just maybe for a most improved player Andy Tucker's rather than uh, <laughs> the best player I'm glad he's got one at the mantle, on the mantelpiece exactly um, best, <clears throat> best soundtrack uh, Training Day never back down did see Jack put this in last place despite it being all the music he does listen to um, Bad Boys 2 <laughs> Born Identity, Kill Bill, Casino Royale, Deadpool, and Gladiator. The winner here was Trading Day, so 
Trading Day does pick up an award, and I think largely due to that transition, you're in the office, baby. Still Dre kicks in. Most creative use of weaponry. I think this was the toughest one to order. Um, the suppository bomb from Man on Fire, the pencil trick from The Dark Knight, the blade legs in The Kingsman, the Beijing cocktail and crank, the speed limit detonator in Speed, the nail gun in The Equalizer, the slow-mo in Dread, and the electricity in Taken. The winner here was the suppository bomb from Man on Fire. Yeah, I think as I was... close in second as it could possibly be was the pencil trick in the Dark Knight. The separating factor was uh, more one votes for the suppository bomb. So yeah. there we go. I think that's, that's the way I'd least like to go out of all of them as well. Just quite degraded. <laughs> Someone's shoving something in your ass just before you die, which blows up. Yeah, Denzel puts his hands on his head as he walks away as well. He washed his hands. <laughs> um. Most quotable, uh, <laughs> Gladiator Training Day, 300 taken, The Dark Knight, Never Back Down, Kill Bill, and Deadpool. Um, the winner there is Deadpool, ultimately took the victory there. Yeah, it was a surprising one for me. I think what it comes down to is a lot of them are kind of one-quote standouts, whereas Deadpool is more of a uh, punch count per... Per minute kind of thing so yeah, yeah. Deadpool emerged in that's uh, probably the longest we did like, from there. memory when we did it on at, like the actual weekly pod jobs we obviously do film by film I reckon that's probably the one we were talking about the longest so in second thought... in second place was taken yeah and, that's uh, what I thought would have got it when you compare kind of the listed quotes on uh, IMDB it's over treble for Deadpool than there is for uh, uh, taken so <laughs> yeah there we go um, so those were the awards. Um, we've obviously still got the best film to crown. So what we'll do is if I uh, pause this recording, we'll do our scorecards, get them back to me, and uh, we'll announce the winner. All right, there we go then. We have just compiled all of the scorecards. Everyone has sent me their votes and I can reveal how things have gone. So in terms of preference, Gladiator does take the cake there three to one. Uh, in terms of rewatchability, it's a tie. Fuck me. In terms of rewatchability, <laughs> it's a tie. Uh, Jack, do you mind muting? I'll get an echo on uh, from you. Yeah. It's a- uh, best quote and best moment slash scene uh, both went to Gladiator. MVP was a tie. Uh, most menacing villain and best side character went to Gladiator. Uh, action per minute and kill count went to Kill Bill. Uh, most creative use of weaponry and best soundtrack was a tie. Uh, originality went to Kill Bill. Impact ending and chemistry went to Gladiator. So ultimately, it's a fairly wide margin and it's an 8-3 win for Gladiator to become the best action movie since 1990. I'm pretty happy with that winner, you know. As much as Sean there's some great like, films in there. Yeah, Sean looks like this is the last place in the world he'd like to be at the moment. He looks like a manager being interviewed after a 5-1 loss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with that, that ending. Um, I, uh, I think uh, when you announce it, 
it will be at least it looks as though we somewhat know what we're fucking talking about. <laughs> well, of, of the final four um, that we put the poll up for, Gladiator was the most popular, then Kill Bill, um, then Deadpool, then Training Day. So, <laughs> uh, oh. Training Day is my favourite of the four, but that's not how things work. We do have the categories for a reason. Now, what we can do just before we close things out, doing what we do, we are already prepared for the next bracket everything's in place i can now confirm those matchups or we'll be able to once it loads up i do believe after this one we've put in stone that we're doing crime as well so uh we, we need to have a talk about this he's been slagging you off sean that's what he wants to talk about he said wow. i'm not doing that pod if he said i'm not doing that pod if sean's on it wow Inherently not true. Yeah, he <laughs> but, said. I'm telling you, he said. Sean claims Ocean's Thirteen is the best act- is the best crime film ever made, and I'm not doing a pod with someone that thinks that. <laughs> Ocean's, Ocean's, like Ocean's Eleven is up there. Said the exact same thing last night. Shoot, I love Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, I love all the Ocean's films. To be fair, yeah, so do I. Yeah, I've not but... seen any of them. So, uh... <laughs> all right. How, you, how can you say no then? I didn't, I just said it wasn't the best. And I said Keenan wasn't happy that Sean thought it was. But None of those things are true, but okay, carry on. <laughs> but what we'll do then, I will take you through each matchup for what will take us through to the first week of September. So Ooh, it's, a, it's a summer of adventure. We kick off next week with Avatar against True Romance. Uh, we then go into Back to the Future Part 2 up against The Mummy. Skyfall against King Arthur, 2004's King Arthur, I should say, follows that. Revenge of the Sith against Everest is next up. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King against Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Toy Story 2 against Django Unchained. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone against the Goonies. Pirates of the Caribbean 1 against Space Jam. Jurassic Park against Dude, Where's My Car? Saving Private Ryan against Interstellar. Long week, that one. Black Panther against The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Dark Knight Rises against Master and Commander. Count Russell Crowe go two for two. Uh, <laughs> Avengers Infinity War against Zombieland. Thor Ragnarok against National Treasure. Can Nicolas Cage top his uh, last out in mid face-off? Uh, Independence Day against Apocalypto. And then Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade against 1917. Um, if you can believe this, Jack, as I know you weren't on last week's pod, on top of all the other things Keenan doesn't like, someone doesn't like Indiana Jones. Who the hell doesn't like Indiana Jones? How can you not like Indiana Jones? That's 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 insanity. I don't think I've heard a stupider statement. Surely not. <laughs> I don't like Indiana Jones. I don't like Lord of the Rings. What, I don't really what don't do you like about Potter. it? There's, there's, there's he's just, he's just for you so bad. He's let's never del- heard a stupider thing said. Let, let, let's delve into this. Let's delve into the... No, we'll delve into it on decision. the week when we do in Indiana Jones and he's got another 16 weeks until we get there. So uh, hmm. This is going to be quite a trying bracket for Keenan, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's fucking he, horrific, man. Are you going to enjoy it? game changer for him. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, 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 there's four films I'm at, like, looking forward to. You're committing yeah, one of them, dude. Good... Where's my car? No. <laughs> well, you're not you're looking forward to seeing dude. Com- where's my car? You're committing no, yourself here to like thirty films that you don't like. Yeah. Hey, I'm just that. So I'm, you, I'm that self. We like to see. He's a team player. To be fair, that that that's brilliant. I was doing the legwork. Unappreciated um, hero. 
Lord of the Rings against Ferris Bueller um, and Toy Story 2 against Django in back-to-back weeks, my most anticipated matchups. Are we watching the extended versions of Lord of the Rings? I think we probably should, shouldn't we? We should. I think we should. Uh, On a serious note, don't actually do that because then if you're talking about the stuff in that extra 9 million hours worth of footage that I haven't seen... (laughs) Like honestly, but there's if an easy a... fix there. I mean, if you watch that one as well, <laughs> it's an even easier fix. I'll just do a shoot and pull a sickie. <laughs> oh, I, wow. had a, I had wow. a cold since I had a cold since January 2019, so I can feel one coming wow. on. <laughs> <The shot. laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was actually drive by. There was no need for it. My apologies. Oh, there was no was need. A... There was no need to insult my acting performance earlier. But you that was the Ru- that was the Russians on Alonso. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was an absolute drive-by. It's unnecessary. My apologies, but He's Byron's been, been by Indiana me. Jones. By- Byron's been at me for a long time, and now Jack's just joined the bandwagon. Come <laughs> <laughs> out swinging, anyway, not at all. Hey, you come for my boy Indy. There's going to be trouble. Byron, have you got the have you got the latest bracket? Can you put the latest bracket in the uh, the movie madness chat? Yeah, I mean, I've I've only sent it to you six times. Um... <laughs> You've changed it like four times. Not changed it since I sent you it. Um, you have, I will I send you it again. I you even sent a copy one. to Rory, so I I think we should change. Oh, I actually I get it from the chat to, Rory. Yeah, to Goblet of Fire, so we can pick up on Peter Peter Crumb. No, because part of the thing is that you you are too much. You you you're too much of a Harry Potter nerd, Jack. If we did the last one, we might be three hours in, and you're telling us about what's different in the books. Oh, 100 percent. To be fair, you've gone really like done pretty well here because Philosopher's Stone is pretty much identical to the book. And Sean can talk about why he believes this is Emma Watson's prime. But that's on that note, that's, on that that's note, bad. we will uh, so say goodbye for this week, and <laughs> we'll be back next week kicking it off. True Romance against Avatar, and we may even have a sneaky interview for you as well. If you can't see me, I'm doing the. Uh, Dr. Evil. (laughs) Goodbye.